All righty, it is that time in the show when we bring in our friends from Blacklock's Reporter because they give us all those juicy little nuggets that often get lost under the big headlines, but they shouldn't because the stories they find really are important. No one, of course, doing that better than our friend, managing editor Tom Korski. Good to have you. Thank you, Alex. There's a bunch of stuff going on. You know, the uh, liberal government's this kind of just floating in uh, the last little while. Uh, the government will introduce a new bill to tackle hate speech, which could bring back a controversial part of legislation that uh, at one time, Mr. Giebel bragged. He was at the Banff World Media Festival. And he said, anyone who hates Bill C-10, just wait till they see this. Um, but apparently the change they want to bring back is to Section 13, which was widely criticized back in 2013 for attacking free speech. And um, I don't know much about this, but I know this is something you have been following. So why why is Giebel bragging about this? And if it's worse than Bill C-10, what is it? It is worse than Bill C-10. Hate speech has been illegal in Canada since 1970 under the criminal code. Years ago, a liberal parliament passed an amendment under the Canadian Human Rights Act, Section 13, that allowed people to file a human rights complaint about hate speech. The result was what were deemed to be many vexatious complaints about, for instance, an article in McLean's magazine that talked about mm-hmm. the Muslim community in Canada by an author named Mark Stein. He was dragged oh, yeah. before four mm-hmm. separate human rights tribunals, four separate tribunals, including the federal tribunal, knocked down these complaints. Parliament finally had enough. And prior, after the 2006 election, rather, they pressed a, a private member's bill that repealed that section. So free speech advocates have always said, if you have a complaint about hate speech, call the police. That's been the law for generations. If you have a grievance about something you didn't like in McLean's magazine or a website or a radio show, that's too bad. Now, Cabinet wants to bring that back. Gibo has gone further, though. This is only the start, Alex. Does he understand the bill this time? I mean, honestly, I don't, you know, he goes out there and, and, and I've been to the Banff, um, you know, festival n- a number of times but to go out there and say, well, hey, you know, if they don't like that one, wait till they see this one. It's almost like they are just goading people, um, you know, into to pressing back against them so they can call you an obstructionist. But the bottom line is, you're right, we have hate speech laws on the books. But what this does, if I understand it, and it's apparently going to be announced tomorrow, it would stop debate on issues like Islamophobia, those kinds of things. And, and you know, you would have virtually not be able to have any conversation that offends anybody. It's, it, it's worse. It's even worse, if you can imagine. The Minister mm-hmm. of Heritage has been very forthcoming in describing in public discourse what he would like to see legislated against. That is a legislated ban. What would right. he like to do? He would like to ban speech that threatens, quote unquote, social cohesion. He wrote that in a <laughs> department briefing note. He would like to ban speech that, quote unquote, chips away at the credibility or integrity of government institutions. He would like to ban speech, and he has said so, that, uh, for instance, social media taunts that discredit cabinet ministers and make them want to get off Twitter. Are you kidding me? This is Gibo's dream, and he has gone further. He's, he uh, 
paid millions of dollars, over $2 million, to a little stooge group called the Public Policy Forum that came up with a front report that said we should have free speech tribunals where someone can file a complaint and you can be summoned under threat of a financial penalty to answer a complaint as to whether you have hurt someone's feelings, whether you published hurtful words. And what would enforcement be? An internet kill switch. Technologically, they can do it. This has been in the works for two years. No wonder, Alex, they waited until Parliament just adjourned the House of Commons just this afternoon for a three-month recess. Well, you know, that's this is the kind of stuff you hear about in China. And um, you can guarantee it would silence you, me, and pretty much everybody that the government doesn't want to, you know, who, who might express concerns about what they're doing. But it doesn't matter if it's this government or a liberal government. No government should be pulling this crap. And again, I, I do not know what, why they are doing this other than for personal or political gain. Um, which brings me to the next story. This is kind of dribbling out in dribs and drabs. And we learned today that, um, and we know from yesterday, Justin Trudeau, he made no secret of his anger. The fact that his public health president was uh, hauled in front of the House of Commons for this public shaming because he's refused to release records to explain why public health um, gave security to Chinese scientists at this federal lab, why they were fired, why you know Chinese military were getting access to this lab. And these documents, as you know, have now been kind of not handed over, but there's a decision pending on that. And then I just read that the Trudeau government has now filed, um, you know, an action within the court, the courts, so that the courts will seal these records. So clearly, there's something they want to seal the records that no one has access to. There's clearly something in there that they are deeply concerned about going public. Uh, the uh, Parliament of Canada can unseal those records in a heartbeat. So Speaker Anthony Rota, who is a Liberal MP, uh, I'm sorry to say is blocking defense now for Cabinet, being very slow in mm. uh, doing what MPs have asked him to do, which is uh, issue a warrant for the seizure of those records at the Public Health Agency office. Cabinet's playing hardball, so we've moved far beyond this was an unfortunate human resources uh, mistake involving Chinese scientists granted security at our premier federal lab. Now they want to seal the records. Uh, That is not a done deal, but it does tell you that the wheels are off the bus. This is why there has to be an election, and there will be. The the parliament is now simply dysfunctional, not because uh, they are erring on issues of public policy. They are simply at each other's throats because you have defiance of house orders. You you can't get any worse than that unless, I guess, there were speech tribunals and an Internet kill switch. But that's just crazy talk. (laughs) It really is. And and not to mention uh, the Globe and Mail then reporting that uh, the fired Winnipeg lab scientist was listed as a co-inventor of two Chinese government patents. I'm sure it means nothing. But what I mean, honestly, like, <laughs> what the hell is going on? Um, before I let you go, I, I have to ask you about this MP who was censured for nepotism. And yet yesterday she likened herself to a soaring eagle that will fly high after being ejected from the Liberal caucus. This is MP Yasmin Ratanzi of uh, Don Valley East. She vows she will not bow to slander or hurtful conf- uh, comments. A further lesson provided is that of the eagle and the raven, the raven is the only bird that dares to peck at the eagle's neck. The eagle does not react. She she sounds like a loon or a (laughs) cuckoo bird. It was 
an eccentric and strangely <laughs> compelling farewell speech, uh, five terms in Don Valley East. I don't think Ms. Ratansi will be getting a sixth term. And she certainly won't be running as a liberal, but she did after being cited for nepotism, after being cited, uh, she put her sister on the payroll for eight years, then claimed a technical exemption because her sister was adopted. And then she was cited for firing her sister, but giving her over $9,000 in severance pay. She had to pay the money back. It's been it's been a tough spring uh, for uh, MP Ratanzi. I don't think she'll be returning. It was a hell of a farewell speech, and it was, it was <laughs> soar, soar, soar with the eagles, uh, and here I am with the turkeys, I guess. It was... <laughs> Kukuberg, Kukuberg, nonetheless. It's always uh, interesting. All right, Tom, it's been a busy one, but uh, who? I guess we'll see what happens tomorrow with the tabling of that legislation. We're glad you could uh, weigh in on it. Thanks so much, eh? My pleasure. Thanks, Alex. Tom Korski, Managing Editor of Black Locks Reporter, and of course, it is subscription-based. They never fail to deliver, so worth every penny.